It's the True Achievements Podcast. On this month's show, Rich is snowed in at his in-laws, so all bets are off. That's not Meatloaf. It's Dave K. stepping in and talking about Get Out of Hell. Michelle jumps in on The Evil Within. What has two thumbs and admits to knowing Jack without an Inquisition? This guy. All that and more on the site updating. Halo 5 pre-ordering. Rock Band Resurrecting. True Achievements Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the True Achievements Podcast for Jan... Feb- <laughs> it's February 1st, everybody! Happy Super Bowl Sunday! Um, we're coming to you live, recorded, from various parts unknown. Uh, I am your host, OSU Blue Jacket, otherwise known as Jonathan, or Jay. Hey, since we have our names on our stories now, I suppose we can start like actually calling each other like Dave, Michelle, and Jonathan. At some point, um, but I'm bearing lead. So uh, I'm your host, Jonathan. Joining me as always is Michelle, otherwise known as Matrark. Go ahead and say hello, Michelle. Hello, and not as always. Actually, I did miss last month. I missed you guys. That is true. You mm-hmm. you were, I think, held hostage by L. Wasn't well, that right? Something like that's that? that's pretty much typically how it goes, I suppose. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was um, I was unable to make it that morning for some reason. No, actually, I think I had a family breakfast or, or something came up very late that day. Okay. Well, also not able to join us this month is Rich, who is evidently snowed in at his in-laws, which fills me with so much schadenfreude that I I can't put it – I have a smile on my face thinking about Rich having to hang out at his in-laws because he is snowed and or iced in. So filling in for Rich, we have Dave Kay. Go ahead and say hello again, Dave. Hello again. Super sub. Excellent. Super sub. All right. Well, um, (laughs) we've got quite a bit to talk about. I mean, we haven't really recorded a podcast since the holidays, so we have tons of things that we can actually talk about. So I I just want to start with, you know, holidays have come and gone. Um, What did you guys get? Get anything good for a holiday this year? Um, You know, gaming-wise, I didn't really get all that much. Um, I got Puyo Puyo Tetris. Which um, isn't that an import game? Like, didn't... it is. Okay, it is. Uh, L imported it off of somewhere, um, and it was a great gift because I I love Tetris and um, not as good with Puyo Puyo, but it's it's fun. I'm almost done with the game. I just um, need to finish up some online wins and some grindy stuff. And actually, um, I think it's TSG Dwaggy. He's I think sent mailback questions and stuff like that before actually helped me out with that. So that was cool getting to play with someone I hadn't done before. And um, otherwise I got a, I picked up a couple games that were inexpensive during the holidays for 20 bucks. I got evil within and for another 20, I got uh, shadow of Mordor. Oh, that's a good deal. So yeah, they were good, good stuff. Uh, Best buy was uh, offering some really nice stuff around the holidays. So that's, that's about it for the new games during the holiday period. Cool. Dave, what did you score for a holiday this year? Anything good and or relevant to our interests? I got GTA Five. I know we talked about that last time. Yep. So I got that. That was pretty cool. They did a 
they made the whole of Los Santos in multiplayer, you know, like put snow in it and put a Christmas tree in your apartment <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> that was fun. Um, not really touched it a great deal since then. And then uh, Sunset Overdrive. I know Rich saw quite a bit of that one, so I picked that up. Picked that up with some money I got for Christmas, and that was it. Nothing else gaming wise, I'm afraid. I, um, my lovely wife got me Wolfenstein The New Order uh, for Xbox One and some Xbox Live Cache so I can pick up some digital games and or DLC at some point. And then my sister got me uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, so I'm really excited that I got two of the better games of the year for Christmas. Uh, and then I also, my wife got me an iPhone case that looks like a Nintendo, 8-bit Nintendo controller. And I'm, nice. I've seen them. They're so them cool. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thinkgeek.com. They do not sponsor this web, this podcast, but if they did, I would be singing their praises because <laughs> I got tons of cool stuff as gifts for people and as gifts for me from them this year, which was really neat. Uh, excellent. So, uh, good holidays all the way around? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. Nice to relax. Family time. Nice to be away from work for about a week. Like just doing nothing of any actual value like you know you get a little time off and you're like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna clean things i'm gonna do all this stuff i'm gonna take some home improvement time i'm gonna rest and then you just look at the week and you're like well i'm pretty sure i slept maybe i ate like you never get anything done so but it was just nice to have some some time away yeah yeah i uh trekked to and from ohio so that it's adding a new dimension in that got a long-distance trip to go home for holidays now, which mm-hmm. has never really been the case. But we had some good times uh, in central Ohio, and that, that was good. And then came back to lovely slash quote-unquote warm North Carolina. It's been colder the past <laughs> couple of days down here. Uh, but we haven't had much snow, which is a good deal. All right, let's uh, segue into uh, what we have been playing recently. So, Michelle, you seem to be, have been playing a lot of stuff. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been playing? Yeah, I've been kind of all over the map. Like, the, the thinking going into 2015 is I have this giant backlog of games, I'm going to focus on stuff, and then that didn't happen. So um, I picked up Yosemin when it was on sale. I have, I have no week. idea what that game is, so you need to, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a puzzle game, and like most people on TA, I am motivated by leaderboards, and I'm on puzzle leaderboards, so um, picked it up. Um, it's Within the game, there are six different types of like shapes, I guess. And what you have to do is find rectangles worth of those shapes. So the four corners need to be the same one. And then you highlight them and they disappear. And then a new set of stuff will pop up. Um, and it's it's fun. It was definitely worth the sale price. And it's got a DLC that costs a whole dollar. Um, so it's, it's a good time killer. The kind of thing if you're waiting for a session to start. And you want to spend uh, you know 15 minutes just doing that real quick. Um, so... I also started playing uh, Monaco, which was a game with gold title. Yeah, what was um, what's that like? That's another puzzle game, isn't it? It's I you know I don't know that you'd qualify it as puzzle. It's more like a cooperative stealth game, but because it has this kind of odd top-down angle to it, it's a little difficult to pick up. But it once you start playing it, it's actually pretty cool. Each person you can have up to four people playing with you, and each person is a particular type of person within a heist so you have your lookout you have a pickpocket you have a a, um, a locksmith and 
you have to utilize these skills to get through without getting caught. So, um, you know, the, the locksmith can open locked doors much faster. The lookout can see better through um, through windows and whatnot. And you have to just monitor where the security is and, and um, try not to get caught as you're going through it. And it's great with other people because you have to talk to each other. Oh, I'm by this window over here. Okay, I don't see this person. I, I just, I knocked this guy out. You go ahead and come through here. Um, so it kind of was a start on a whim thing when all of us were sitting around with nothing better to do. But it's it's fun. It's And for a free game, no complaints. Um, also just wrapped up Wolfenstein, but not the nice, shiny, new Wolfenstein, the one that was released in 2009, I think, on the 360. Um Really a solid game. Like it, It's not the best thing you'll ever play, but... Um, for a, it's a completely competent first-person shooter. Uh, Retro City Rampage, which is, which is awesome. And in the early days of the podcast, Dog of Thunder talked a lot about it, actually. And um, it's fantastic. If you grew up playing games in the 80s, or anything in the 80s, there's a whole Save by the Bell thing. If you guys remember Save by the Bell, um, uh, you will get... Time all out! Those- Hang on! Time out! Um, But it's great And then on the Xbox One side I've been playing Evil Within um, Which if you're a survival horror fan Is just it's a really good Representative of that genre And it's I'm playing on the easiest difficulty Because I'm a coward But I'm enjoying it in that context And being able to kind of explore things And see where everything's at Um, From what I see from the list it's not a great game If you're an achievement hunter because you have to replay Many times but if you like the survival horror games Totally worth checking out is it as gory as people say? I don't, I don't know if we're just desensitized. Like if, yeah, there there are times that if if you get killed by things, there are like unique death animations. So if something comes and chainsaws your head off, your your head gets chainsawed off. Like it, there's no subtlety about it. You know, there's no cutaway and then a blood splash. But I I'm not seeing anything in the game that I don't feel I've seen in other games in other contexts. So. It is gory, but if you've been playing M-rated games where you're shooting the limbs off of some guy on the other side of the battlefield, there's really nothing you're seeing here that's so awful. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I was just doing a bit of checking, and we actually featured the Wolfenstein that you played as an Easter egg a while back, so it's definitely uh, one to probably check out. I know it was, I think it ran a little lukewarm for a lot of people, but you seemed to really enjoy it. You said the co-op was pretty good? Uh, well, there is an actual co-op in the game it does not have a co-op campaign i played it concurrently uh, okay. uh we just like sat and party together and it's like okay i'm about to kill this guy okay i am too um it does have multiplayer and that's i think the reason most people pick it up um i know i did uh when i was in g task two years ago the true achievement score challenge um it's got a lot of multiplayer achievements they're fairly easy to boost the online's obviously dead so go ahead, get it done. You get plenty of TA score, and especially now with the TA app and all sorts of other recalculations that have happened since 2009, it's worth quite a lot. Um, but the campaign is is good. It's, um, you know, the, the, the story is about what you'd expect, but it's it's fun. It controls well. Um, it's a little bit of a, you know, looking into the past, because graphically it definitely looks of its generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a good game. All right. Cool. Um, Dave, you, you dropped a couple of heavy-hitting names when you talked about what you picked up for holiday this year, but what have you been playing recently? Yeah, uh, probably Sunset Overdrive probably took the most of my time. Uh, have, you, have either of you played that? No, it's kind of on my watch list. Um, it didn't really appeal to me in anything I saw, but I've heard that it's really good, so I may keep an eye out for it when it goes on sale at some point. 
Yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's one of them games where there's so many collectibles. Also, by the time you get to the the point where you've done the story, the collectibles is all you've got left, and it kind of gives you a bit of a dam- downer on how you feel about the game once you've finished. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's brilliant. That does that game. It seems to have a lot of challenges, right? Like I seem to see new challenges coming out for it fairly frequently. Like, do you pay attention to any of that? Is that how you run with the Xbox One? Uh, I did a couple just because they, they were part of playing the game. I don't go out oh, okay. especially, but I think it's one of the games that's been better supported for mm-hmm. challenges. Um, and they brought out some DLC for that as well, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was basically, well, I won't say it wasn't even a DLC, it was an update. Um, so I did that. Uh, then I did Gat Out of Hell for the review for PA. Yeah, tell us a little more about that, because I, I edited your review before I posted it, and it seemed pretty straightforward, um, but I want to hear a little more in-depth your thoughts there. Uh, basically, it's it depends how you're going into it, because it is just an expansion of Saints Row 4. So if you're going into the game thinking you're going to get a full Saints experience, you're not. It, it's, um, I think it's a campaign, which is basically the story mission at the beginning, and then it's a bunch of side objectives that you do in Saints Row 4, make up the rest of the campaign, and then one final boss chapter type thing, and that's the whole game. Um, there's all the other stuff aside, like the challenges and things like that that you got in Saints Row 4, but it basically is, it is kind of pretty much a reskin of Saints Row 4. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good if you like Saints Row, you'll enjoy it. You'll be glad to go back and get some more if, if you're not really a massive fan then. It's not going to be much for you. Okay. I feel like Rich said Saints Row 4 felt like it would have initially been an expansion for Saints Row 3, because that was after the whole THQ thing. Yeah, well, I think that was originally planned. That was originally planned once they were going to do yes. an expansion of Saints Row 3. Yeah. So this is like an expansion on something that was originally intentioned to be an ex- Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sound you are hearing is a cow being milked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's quite cheap for the value for the money. if you're going to get it if you're um, just either if it's just gamer score for the Xbox One or if you're just thinking of picking up I'd suggest getting it with the it comes bundled with Saints Row 4 so I think that's the way to go for the price is probably the way to go about getting it if you're thinking of picking it up um, that's it, but I, I don't know if you've got this here but over there, so Windows Phone isn't particularly massive here. Right. And um, Lumia do like a deal where you can get a phone for 10 days just to try it out. Oh, wow. That's a, that's novel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, I, I have a Windows Phone, and I love my Lumia, actually. I just I wish the marketplace was better supported, but that's a really cool deal. Well, that's what put me off. I, I, I nearly picked one up a few years ago, and then I was like, right, I want to get this app that I use right. all the time, and it wasn't there, and this one, this one. So I'm coming up to the end of my uh, contract with my phone, so I, I saw this deal, so I thought I'll give it a go and see what it's like. So they sent me, I think it's a, the, like the latest one or the best it's one. like a the 15. The 9.30, is it? Oh. Or we don't do that here. We don't have them big massive oh, okay. here. You have one that's similar to mine. The 9.30, so I just... Been... I have a 9.25. Yours is like slightly, like that's the next one from mine, I believe. So it's, it's a very nice phone. It's really good. Um, so basically I've just been going through picking up while I've got it and got the opportunity <laughs> going through getting a few of the cheaper Windows phone games done. <laughs> now, what do you actually think of the phone? I know the it's phone's kind of a side, nice. But... It, it's the same, same as before, really. The phone's really nice. The camera on it is pretty amazing. Um, all the functions work. And I'm particularly interested in uh, Windows 10 coming out on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just weighing up whether I can sacrifice some of these apps that I use on a regular basis. 
Yeah, that's really the, like, it's criminal that I can't get the Dunkin' Donuts app on my Windows phone. Like, I, I mean, I shouldn't be able to use the perks. This is ridiculous. But just um, some straightforward apps like YouTube isn't, I, I can't find a YouTube app. It's like a... No, YouTube's on there. Oh, I searched for the other day and I got like uh, some third party one that... Oh, no, I have a uh, YouTube okay. one that's by Microsoft. There's a YouTube app on that. I mean, maybe that's an issue with uh, what's available in the UK versus the US or something. Like, Spotify just went free on Windows Phone. Like, that was the big thing. We just got Candy yeah, Crush. Month. Like, Candy Crush is so passe now, but we just got it. But that's, I mean, the, I've had a Windows Phone for uh, two or three years now, and that's literally my only complaint. It's just that the, the marketplace is so far behind. Right. And that's just because there's no uptake on it. Like, why are you going to spend the time converting things? But what games did you get to play on it while you had um, it? I finished, is it Shark Dash? Yeah, Shark Dash. I, I got like yes. 10 or 2 <laughs> when I had a phone for like a day once. So I finished that up. Uh, <laughs> Fruit Ninja. <laughs> just because I did that on okay. Windows 8, so I thought I'd do that. I did Collapse. That took about an hour or <laughs> something like yes. that. And then a lot of the, the games on TA that have got really low ratios, I was like, yeah, I'll just get that, I'll get that. And then a lot of them have been delisted now. <laughs> well, there, there was some issue with uh, Windows 7 to Windows 8 as, as they upgraded right. it, that some of the games just didn't make it through the conversion. Um, and then they were relisted and then delisted again. And there's all sorts of stuff. If you pay attention to Windows 8 and Windows Phone News, where stuff is constantly going up, going down, never really being released. Zoo Tycoon was the recent yeah. one. Or it was only really released for like one day, and now it's already been discontinued. <laughs> it's just they're not really sure how they're supporting this market. I don't think. I think it's going to get better with Windows 10. It's just whether I, I can so hang too. out and hold off with what I, I use regular and just make the, the jump. Because I'm sure I get used to it if I go for it. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, yeah. Other than that, the only other thing was uh, the Monopoly. <laughs> Monopoly Plus is it on the 360 yes. and the one? Just because I'm in the First year I've done the GTA scene. Oh, okay. Alright. Um, like like you, I, I actually did get into some mobile games. Um, I started playing Wordament Snap Attack oh, on so my good. iPhone. <laughs> and I love that. I'm a little yeah, I'm a little frustrated by this game right now because I have I like to think I have a pretty good vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good with spatial puzzles. Like I was very always very good at geometry and trigonometry and figuring out spacing. But for some reason, I am not very good at this game. Like, I I think I've cracked the top 25, like, twice playing it. Um, so it's I may need to seek some extra help if I want to get a full completion on Word of It Snap Attack. But like I say about most mobile games, it's 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 a good good game to play while you're pooping. <laughs> so that, that's kind of how I, I, I treat that game. But you, know, you, you were going to say something, Michelle. Yeah, you have to think differently with Snap Attack. It took me a while to get used to it, too. You can't think in terms of building the longest word. Because the the point is the snapping. So what you need to think of is like a four letter word that you can then attach other words to. Mm. So you, you need you need to undo your typical like boggle thinking where you're looking for that big one that nobody yeah. else will get. You you need to think smaller and you need to be really good with two letter words. So A A yeah. is a word. S H is a word. So you, like you need to know those things so you can build better combos of snaps. But yeah. once you figure it out, you'll you'll get going. Really quickly. I'm sure it's... I, it, I felt like it started to lock in a little bit last night. I played a couple of games while um, the wife was getting a couple, few things done around the apartment before we sat in to watch a movie. And uh, I, was, I think I'm starting to get the hang of it. So we'll see. 
Uh, I think I've already gotten quite a few of the achievements. It's just a couple of stragglers I have left to pick up in in that game. The last couple are a huge grind. Yeah, I bet. Did they take forever? I actually finished that last month. I finally finished my two and a half million points, and it took I think nine hundred games. Wow, dedication. It, it's and and you can't idle it. You have to play. Yeah. So that's what the commute's for. Uh, speaking of huge grinds, I also just yesterday finished Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, and Michelle, you and I were talking before we actually mm-hmm. started recording. According to TA, I spent 117 hours and four minutes on one playthrough <laughs> of Dragon Age Inquisition. That's dedication. It is. And, and I, I think I did almost all of the side quests. Um, I played it on the second to hardest difficulty, uh, which is hard. And because of that, I wanted to make sure I was slightly overleveled at all times. So I spent a little more time in the hinterlands, the opening area then would probably be recommended. But the thing that really stuck in my craw was that upon beating the game, I realized that I missed one of the, the one of the missable story achievements, uh, which, yeah. And it happens like two hours or so from the end of the game. So there, I had no quick saves, no saves to go back to that moment. And because it was a story related achievement, I didn't want to click any of the description or spoilery stuff on it. And I realized, yeah, that's, that's gone now. So at some point, I may come back to Dragon Age, like when they're done releasing a bunch of DLC for it. Like, I'll just get all of the DLC and do another playthrough on, like, the hardest difficulty, pick up that missable achievement I got, and then all the DLC achievements. But I really liked that game a lot. Um, I I feel very comfortable saying it was my game of the year last year, which we'll talk more about TA game of the year here in a minute. I saw you defending it. Yeah, yeah, I defended it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, if we we'll talk about the stats and how that all, all broke down. Uh, but I, I did not play um, South Park: The Stick of Truth. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. And I'm sure if I played it, I would love it. Uh, but Dragon Age, if um, Bioware has said that is going to be their kind of their guide map or or the style of game they're going to be making going forward, and if they make the next Mass Effect anything like Inquisition, I'll. I'll be really happy with how that turns out. Um, I, I really enjoy that game. Have um, they announced like plans to support it? Is it going to be DLC going forward, or is it unsure? It, it's unsure. I, I know one thing they did do is they did do the quote-unquote tacked-on multiplayer, very similar to the Mass Effect 3. Um, I have not played the multiplayer at all <laughs> yet, but I know they are supporting that with like multiplayer maps and, and content and, and things like that for a fee. Um, but I would imagine, I, I feel like... They, they, there's enough success behind this game that I, I would think they would do some kind of narrative, single-player-focused DLC packs. Uh, the ending of the game, uh, the denouement after, like, the final battle was, you know, you're walking around the feast, talking with all your companions, you know, tying up loose ends and stuff like that. But they have the credits, and then there's a stinger after the credits, like a post credit scene that was just, like, it just blew my mind. So I, uh, I'm ready to get roped back into the story. Uh, which is pretty cool. So they did some really cool things tying in the previous games. If you play Dragon Age Inquisition, or I mean, I'm sorry, Dragon Age Origins or Dragon Age Two, and went online and did the um, whole Dragon Age Keep thing to uh, sort of import your save state. It didn't really do a direct import, but you could input the decisions you made or look at what you've done in the past. And they somehow did a handshake there to make the world more customized to what you've done in the past. And Seeing some characters come back was really nice too. So I really enjoyed that game. Give it, uh, if you're an RPG fan, definitely 
check it out. Uh, Western RPG fan, I should say. <laughs> um, Michelle, you you may dig it as more of a, a JRPG fan, um, but it, it was good stuff. Yeah, something you said actually, I was curious about. So one one of my biggest issues when I play Western RPGs is you can't over level. The, it's adaptive leveling, so the enemies tend to go up with you. Is that not the case in Dragon Age? They do have some adaptive leveling, uh, but one thing they do is... I, I did notice at certain points, enemies would go from, like, level 9 up to, like, level 13. Okay. Um, and that's just randomly running around. You'll see those enemies level. Sure. But they do a thing where if you are three levels above where an enemy is, you don't get experience for it. Okay. But even with that being the case, I was still... Um, able like anytime you do a story mission, you select it from like your war table, and it will give you a recommended level of like you know sixteen right. to nineteen or something like that. I was always like two levels above where that said to be. Okay, so you can definitely over level yourself there. All right. Uh, the the one I have a couple of gripes. It's by no means a perfect game, but the crafting system uh, took a long time to really start to make sense. And even when I did make sense of it, uh, finding the right recipes or schematics to make really good equipment was a lot harder than I thought it should have been. There should have been a way for you to get the the plans to make really good equipment um, and, and a better guide on how to actually do that because the, the loot system was not the most rewarding thing in that game. Okay. Um, but aside from that, I, I really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good stuff. Uh, I also played some You Don't Know Jack. We had some company over the past couple of weeks, so it's always fun to jump back into You Don't Know Jack. Although, and I say this without trying to sound like I'm bragging on myself, I'm pretty good at that game, and I tend to really beat friends, and my wife gets mad at me about that. So when we get to the final round, the jack attack, where you have to ring in with the correct answer, she has literally taken to standing directly in front of me, trying to block my view of the screen and my (laughs) controller's view to ring in. Um and I still usually win, so That's, she's not terribly happy about that sometimes. That was kind of the one negative with You Don't Know Jack, is if you get to the Jack attack, like it pretty much undoes the whole game. Like If you're really good at that round, it doesn't matter what yeah. you did in the other ones. Especially if you ever tried to play it online, the lag was so bad in oh, favor yeah. of the host that the host would always win if they knew the Jack attack, because it didn't matter what they did the rest of the game. I don't think I ever played that game online, just because I figured it would be like that. Yeah. Uh... I also started Dying Light yesterday, got through the uh, prologue or the tutorial section. Uh, I will be writing something for TA about this. We have uh, Andrew or Nexus Grunt handling our official review, but we were really fortunate. I want to thank um, the PR company behind Dying Light. They sent us two codes for the game so that um, we could really get into it. So I'm going to be writing some kind of an editorial piece about Dying Light uh, after I'm done playing through it. Uh, it seems really neat. Like, I, I really kind of like what Techland is doing there so far. The one major complaint I have right now is the control scheme in that they have the jump slash scrambling parkour button is the right bumper, and then the A button is, like, your ping survival sense search mode. So I feel like those two buttons really, really, really needed to be switched. Uh, and maybe it'll make more sense the more I play along with it. But I, I, right now that's that's kind of a barrier to accessibility for me. Uh, and then Game of Thrones, the next episode of Game of Thrones comes out this week. So I, I'm looking forward to digging into that. Um, we should have a review. I, I should have a review penned for that, hopefully 
uh, by Wednesday or Thursday. Um, it's set to come out on Tuesday. So I know Dave, you and I are, are big into that. So hopefully, yeah, I'll be all over that. yeah. <laughs> I, I, the way they left the end of that episode too is very Game of Thronesy. So I'm like, I'm like, butt chomping at the bit to get into the next one. Uh, speaking of getting into the next one, let's uh, move into the news. Uh, talk about Game of the Year 2014. Uh, so this is a big deal. It went through most of December. Um, let's. I'm just going to go down the line and talk about the winners uh, as per True Achievements community votes for Game of the Year. So the overall Game of the Year was Titanfall, which I believe is pretty well-deserved. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's a really good game there. Uh, Runner-up was Halo Master Chief Collection, which... Definitely had some divisive comments. Um, best shooter, Titanfall, runner-up, Halo Master Chief. Best action-adventure game, Sunset Overdrive. The runner-up was Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Best RPG, South Park The Stick of Truth. Runner-up was Dragon Age Inquisition. Best platformer, Trials Fusion, with the runner-up being Rayman Legends. Best racing game was Forza Horizon 2. The runner-up was The Crew. Best sports game was FIFA 15. The runner-up was Madden NFL 15. Best action game was Halo Spartan Assault on the 360, which I believe, wasn't that a Games with Gold title? Yes. And there was also, uh, like, if you purchased it on one platform, you can get it on the 360 for $5. There were multiple different sales and things like that to give it accessibility. Uh, The runner-up was Super Time Force, which was also a Games with Gold title. Best adventure game was D4, Dark Dreams Don't Die, um, which was another Games with Gold title. Uh, Runner-up, Walking Dead Season 2. Best music and rhythm game was Disney Fantasia Music Evolved, and the runner-up was Rocksmith 2014 Edition. Best simulation was Minecraft on the Xbox One. The runner-up was Tropico 5. Best puzzle game was the 360 version of Peggle 2, and the runner-up was Wordament Snap Attack on the Windows Phone. Best strategy game, Defense Grid 2, which was also, I believe, a free game. And runner-up was Worms Battleground, which I believe was also a Games with Gold title. <laughs> uh, best card and board game, Magic 2014, Duels of the Planewalkers, Xbox 360 version. Runner-up, Yu-Gi-Oh! Millennium Duels. Uh, best vehicular combat game was World of Tanks 360 edition, which is free to play. And runner-up was Strike Suit Zero Director's Cut, which was also a Games with Gold title. Uh, best party game, Fibbage. Runner-up was the Jackbox Party Pack, which Fibbage is included in. <laughs> Um, best Windows Phone game, Age of Empires Castle Siege. Runner-up was Wordament Snap Attack. Uh, best Windows 8 game, Age of Empires Castle Siege. Runner-up was Microsoft Jigsaw. Best DLC, Burial at Sea, Episode 2 in Bioshock Infinite. And the runner-up was Episode 5, No Going Back from The Walking Dead Season 2. Achievement Awards, and this this was just a, a shellacking. One game ran away with Achievement Awards. <laughs> uh, proudest Achievement was the Dark Soul in Dark Souls 2. Uh, Runner-up was Flawless Raider in Destiny, which that sounds like it's a pretty tough achievement. Most fun achievement, Perverted in South Park, The Stick of Truth. Runner-up was All Clear in Far Cry 4. Most original achievement, Too Far in South Park, Stick of Truth. Runner-up, are we cool? In the South Park, Stick of Truth. Best achievement name, Two Girls, One Stick in South Park, Stick of Truth. And the (laughs) runner-up, Canadian Handshake in South Park, Stick of Truth. Um, so South Park ran away with the, uh, the Achievement Awards and also won Best RPG. Uh, let's just uh, dig in and chat about this. Um, obviously, I-, I took a little moment to mention a lot of the games that won were games with gold and or free titles because the more people that can play that game, uh, the more people are going to be able to vote for it. So I think that was obviously a factor with our voting. 
Uh, also, Titanfall was uh, the game that made a lot of people jump into the new gen, so that, that kind of makes a little bit of sense there, winning our game of the year. Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection is kind of in that same boat. A lot of people might have bought the Xbox One and then just bought Master Chief Collection so they could have that anthology. Um, yeah, so uh, Dave, w- what are your thoughts? Anything jumping off of this list and uh, this game of the year sheet here? No, I think it was uh, pretty much expected. I was quite surprised. I know Unity got quite a bit of bad press, but Assassin's Creed normally does well in these votes each year, but that didn't get a mention at all, did it? Um, other than that, I know uh, people seem to either be really happy or really annoyed on like Twitter and Facebook that um, Titanfall got Game of the Year. <laughs> so that seemed quite divisive. Yeah. What was your Game of the Year? What did you vote for? I, I did Titanfall just because uh, the amount of hours I've, I've put into it over the year, uh, it just seemed like the most value for money I'd had and probably the most fun. I kept going back to it even after I finished it. I've been going back on and helping people out and things. What about you guys? What did you vote for? Yeah, I voted for Dragon Age as my game of the year. I think I had Titanfall as the runner-up. And then I, I'm pretty sure I cast a vote towards Diablo 3, um, Ultimate Evil Edition. And um, I'm trying to think what I think I might have given a vote to Guacamelee, which was a Games with Gold title, but I really had a lot of fun with that on the Xbox One this year. Uh, I, I was particularly happy that um, at Burial at Sea Episode 2 won Achievement of the or won DLC of the year. Because I think by far that was the best DLC that I played last year. Um, it, it was really great. I think I've gushed about that in many, many places. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that I was a little disappointed in, the um, Fable Anniversary had a really fantastic achievement list. And the fact that it, it didn't get anything out of our achievement awards. And I'll grant you, like it, it's hard to be just the zaniest craziness of South Park. But uh, I was kind of surprised Halo, or not Halo, sorry, Fable Anniversary didn't get more achievement love. Uh, Michelle, what, what are you digging into here? Um, well, first, just as a defense of all the games with gold games that made it on the list, just because it's free doesn't mean people played it. True, that's very I true. I have many, many games with gold games that I've downloaded that I've never touched. I don't know that I ever will play. Um, Super Time Force is a good example of that. I, I have it. You know, I downloaded it, but I I never played it. Or something like Guacamelee, I I started it, but I certainly didn't play enough to have an opinion on it toward the Game of the Year stuff. So just as a defense of those games, it doesn't mean that they got played. Um, Personally, my Game of the Year was Titanfall. I'm right with you, Dave. It just it was a lot of fun, and it was great value for the money. I I was a day one Xbox buyer, but from day one when I bought it, I knew Titanfall was going to be the game that made the console worth the purchase. Um, And it didn't it didn't fail at that. It was just, it was such a good game. I just really, really enjoyed it. And, um, and you know, a lot of times my go-to line, if I'm reviewing a game is, well, if you like that type of game, you'll like it. If you don't, it won't change your mind. This was a game that changed my mind. I don't really play call of duty titles. I'm not really into like, I'm better with MP now than I was, but I still really play with friends. I played Titanfall a ton by myself, just jumped in and ran in and had a good time with it. Yeah, I think Titanfall was one of those games where you could easily, and I did this a lot this summer, I would get home from work, play Titanfall for about 30 minutes, maybe get in two matches, and be okay, feel good with what I did. Right, right. Um, My runner-up was Halo. Um, I know that people have had a lot of difficulty with it, and um, especially, Jay and I were speaking about this a little earlier, if you bought it 
just for MP, I completely get it. If you just bought it to play multiplayer with your friends, I know that there have been so many issues with it. But playing it co-op on campaign has been fun. Can't argue with the value for the money and the fact that they, you know, okay, we, we had issues with the game. Here's a free month of Xbox Live Gold. Here's ODST is going to be free. Although it's a little, you would think they would do Reach instead of ODST, seeing as it's Master Chief Collection. But whatever their reasoning was. They, they are trying. They're actively going through it. They didn't abandon the product. Um, and getting access to the Halo 5 beta was very cool. So I, as a package, Master Chief Collection. And I think the rest of my top five was um, Rayman, because I'll vote for Rayman wherever I can. Um, Tetris, because it's Tetris. And then, um, what was my last one? Uh, just Oh, Disney Fantasia. Because um, it was just, we haven't really seen music games work like that before um but even in voting for that it's a, the music game genre used to be really contested right. you know between guitar heroes and rock bands and now this it's kind of you know it was rocksmith or fantasia pretty much i think um i was surprised to see d4 uh finish ahead of walking dead season two i think walking dead season two um, turned a lot of people off i know i didn't get into it as much as i did season one um and i think d4 was one of those love it or hate it games. So if you loved it, you were going to vote it high. If you didn't like it, you weren't going to vote it at all. So it probably got a really good uh, bump of, you know, high marks. Plus it was, you know, the game's the gold title for December. So a lot of people might've come to it late and then been like, Oh wow, this game's pretty fun. I'm going to vote for it. Oh, there it is. Um, Very true. I think too, if you dig in a little deeper, um, I think Clever Jake posted a uh, rundown of the stats, kind of more broken uh, yeah. down so you can see where things were coming from. So even though Titanfall won Game of the Year, it wasn't the it wasn't the game that received the most top votes. That was actually Dragon Age. So there's all sorts of things if you dial down into the numbers where games didn't make the top lists but were recognized elsewhere. So the top um, there was a gamers played score and Valiant Hearts was far and away the top rated game, but it didn't get played by as many people as Titanfall. So it wasn't going to crack the top 10. So we tried to, to make sure we're representing as much information as we can when we're putting together these lists. Um, and it's been really cool. Actually, Dave, you're probably more on top of this than I am, but um, the TA votes are all fan based. We did do a, like a staff pick thing, but this is all, your votes, right? It's not that we we don't do what most sites do and go, this is our top 10 and we slap a ribbon on there. It's all voted by the people who use. And it's been nice to see actual response from developers that, that are appreciative of what users at TA have said, right? You've, you've had a, quite a few people reach out to you on Twitter about that, correct? Yeah, it's been pretty amazing. I uh, tweeted out each of the winners, I think, about the day the results came out. And uh, I think most of them have, have sent some kind of reply or retweeted. Some of them have been like D4 was especially appreciative. He like sent us a message on the site and put like a link back to us on their site to the to the, like the results page. And I think Microsoft blog even tweeted about or mentioned that we've been <laughs> that they were number one. Uh, Warren Tanks invited <laughs> Rich over to France. <laughs> it's, been, it's been pretty good. But I, I was surprised how many of them actually seemed to care. And um, when we mentioned that it was community vote not mm-hmm. not like a little community like a little committee that done it. They, they were even more impressed I know um harmonics were quite happy <laughs> right and i think that just speaks to why it's important uh when we run something like this um 
you know, go out and vote because it's not a typical way to run it. And the developers and publishers really appreciate seeing that kind of love for their work. Well, and I think universally, I mean, if you look at the top 10 that were voted, Titanfall, Halo, Destiny, you know, we could talk about Destiny forever, but a lot of people love it. South Park, Forza Horizon, Dragon Age, Sunset Overdrive, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Far Cry 4, Drag- or Grand Theft Auto 5. There's not a bad game in there. I mean, we, we could complain about Destiny mm-hmm. all day long. But there's not a bad game in that top ten. And I think as well it's good that there's a lot there's a lot of new IPs in there. Yes. Yes. And when we got the Xbox One everybody wanted new IPs, new experiences. And I know some of them are like cross gen, but it's it's good to see um like Sunset Overdrive in there. Well and what's nice as an Xbox One owner, right? Sunset Overdrive and Titanfall, they're exclusive titles. You can't play them anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. So Same with Forza correct. Horizon too. Yeah, um, the, another thing yeah. that was surprising me to me uh, was Watch Dogs not making the list because there was so much hype. I think a lot of people, yeah, I think a lot of people went real cold on Watch Dogs real yeah. fast. Um, yeah, and I think it's hard as well to think back to when did it come out? Was it March? Right. Yeah, it, it was spring. Because I remember one day uh, when when we were talking about, I think Jay tweeted like the TA account saying, "You know, have a look at the uh, Fable achievement list." But when you're picking your best achievement names and stuff, and I was thinking that was last year, that was yeah. before, yeah. and then I had to look back and go, oh no, 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 it was this year. True. So I think the closer it is, the more fresh it is in people. Well, and I think that's another thing that speaks to Titanfall's success, though. That game came out in March. Yeah, like that, that's yeah. a long time. I think it, that game had legs. That game had legs, and I think a lot of people it, either they played it for a long time, or that game made a really positive impression mm-hmm. on them. And they, they supported it well, aren't they? Like not yeah. only the DLC, but Title like updates. the updates mm-hmm. they've added, and yeah, and you, like the one that the last one that added quite a few achievements. That was quite a significant update. That right, it's almost a different game. I I hadn't played it for a couple months in between times, and just loading it up again and seeing all this new stuff that was there—the black market and how you can change voiceovers and and just the, the <laughs> yeah. cards and how many you can hold and what's available. Like it feels like Titanfall two already. Um, without ever having changed from being just Titanfall. And I didn't have to invest in any more than the season pass in the core game, which was nice. I had a thought, and then it just totally evaporated. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing that I thought was um, interesting about our voting is that uh, if a game was cross-platform, like a 360 version and an Xbox One version, those votes were counted separately because they could be totally different games, like... Middle Earth yes. Shadow of Mordor on the 360 does not have the Nemesis system in it. That makes it a very different game. Uh, but if we were to combine votes um, and, and lump in 360 with Xbox One, Titanfall still would have been Game of the Year. Runner-up would have been Destiny. And RPG of the Year would have been Dragon Age. So I just, I just got to say that. <laughs> but uh, I think the way we did it was pretty equitable. Um, and I think this may be the only year where that's going to be the case. And next year, yeah. I have a feeling we're going to have, you know, keep the peanut butter separate from the chocolate and the reasons. So. <laughs> and all right, I, you know what though? One other, th- did you guys find it really hard to vote for best achievements? Yes. Oh like, my gosh! I just yes. Looked at that list and like my eyes glazed over. I'm, like, and maybe because I didn't play a game like South Park or Fable where the achievements really like they 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 were meant to be entertaining in that way, but like. I had no idea. The only thing I knew to pick, I think, was most original, and I actually voted for the TA app achievement for viewing the achievement list within I think I did the, same the, the game, <laughs> yeah. because that was kind of a cool idea. 
But I, I just, I had no idea what to pick. I kept like, what was my proudest achievement of the year? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't even <laughs> fathom what I was looking at. I mean, I had a crazy year, did not play as many games as I usually have in the past. And, and among those, I didn't play very many new releases this year uh, because I did jump uh, into the Xbox One and, and spent so much time playing like a handful of games. So I just went through and looked at the games that I played recently and thought, what were the achievements in there that I had a really hard time doing or really enjoyed doing? And, and I think I voted for things like um, getting every character in Diablo up to level 60, or maybe, I think I might have said Gen 10 uh Titanfall, uh, without, oh, might have okay, been my proudest one. Yeah, I did the same for that. All right. Well, um, let's move on. We had a, quite a few site updates over the past month or so, and we usually let Rich talk about these, but I'm just going to go ahead and list and we can all kind of jump in at the end. Um, we very recently had game clip integration hit the site, so if you record game clips on Xbox One, they will show up on your TA page. Uh, we added a related achievements panel. Uh, Rich also relaunched Game Compare, so you could find low prices on games. And then we had a title update uh, poll that we had the results for, which I'll just go through that right now in that... Um, Basically, we had a question on how we wanted to handle title updates that added new achievements. And uh, the option we went with is uh, account for all users when calculating title update achievement ratios, but not include them as part of the title completion requirement. So that is what went forward from there. Uh, but let's uh, go through. Uh, Michelle, what, what's jumping through uh, on the massive list of updates Rich has implemented over the past month. Um, all right. So game clip integration, very, very cool and already very utilized. Um, like I'm already, I think a hundred thousand videos have been viewed through this. I want to say, yeah, after two and a half days. Yeah, yeah. So it's obviously hugely successful. And part of that's just, Ooh, new shiny thing. Click, click, click. So, you know, that maybe that'll drop off some, but it, it's just, it's fantastic. You can throw a comment in there and let people know, hey, this is to help you with something. I believe there's also information. There's a panel on your clips page that tells you how to permanently save things because the Xbox One will kick out your older recordings. It's just, it's a really cool idea. I know that was, I guess that was the secret thing Rich was very excited that he had been working on. Um, Do you know what? Hmm? A funny story. He probably, he probably won't like me saying it. <laughs> He'll edit it out if he doesn't like it. Within being awake at the same time as me during the day. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he <laughs> Skyped me one morning and said like he he got drunk over the weekend, did a bit of coding as he does, and uh, he was like the best thing you think he'd done, he thought he'd done, <laughs> and he was like it's coming out, I'm gonna do it, and then uh, it took a bit longer than oh goodness, than I think he originally expected because he, he I think I don't know what his original plan was, but it's so well integrated into the site, yeah, like, you can use it on solutions, like it's favoring it, puts it on your friend feed, and I'm I'm. So I know he was, he was pretty proud waiting for the app update that will let you automatically post things to True Achievements versus via the game DVR, or the upload studio. Like it seems like it's so well integrated <laughs> yeah. already that it'll just just like how you can snap the native achievement app and it'll say sh search True Achievements. Um, definitely waiting to see if that's in the plan too. Um, for game compare, I don't really use it much myself, so I think it's cool that he relaunched it. But I can't speak about it too in too much depth. Do either of you guys use it? Have you? I've poked around and looked at it, but I, I don't think I've ever really yeah, bought anything from seeing it on there. I've used it a bit. Like, um, I've got some game, because you can put, when it gets to this this price that I'm willing to pay for a game, it'll send you an email and mm -hmm. send you an update. So I've got a few that I've, I've got there waiting till, till that price comes down. But I, I used <laughs> for the it day. when he originally <laughs> launched it and used it quite a bit for that, that reason. 
Okay. Um, related achievements panel is a nice idea. I've I've used it once. I forget what game I was playing, but it's it's really good when you have games that aren't well tracked in general. And there's a 360 and a one version because someone will have written the solution for the game they played. Maybe it's the 360 version while you're playing on the one. So that's actually really helpful. And I didn't think about like, you know, it's, it's all about minimizing clicks. So that was great to just scroll down there and be like, oh, hey, there's an achievement on the 360 version. Let me click there. Um, but it pulls in three trophies as well there. Yeah, which is really nice. So there's a whole other collection of people. Um, and that's great on a game that maybe primarily began its life on PlayStation or whatever, so had more of a pop there, and then comes later to Xbox and isn't as big. Um, the title update was, out of these stories, probably the biggest one for me personally, because I'm not... I, I, I'm, I'm definitely... We've had these discussions before. I'm more, like, one way or the other. Like, sometimes I think we do too much um, nitpicking at these things. So the fact that a title update counts but isn't part of a completion it just it boggles my head it's there or it's not like I, I i just i don't like i can wake up tomorrow and say you know what i don't like playing hard modes in games so i'm gonna say that hard modes don't count and now it's complete like that that's what it gets to in my brain i know there's more valid reasons than that but i just i voted obviously for just they're part of the calculation everyone counts it's a completion if you complete that too um but i this is the way TA runs, and, and so I got a nice ratio bump from it, and that's pretty much where I stand on it. Yeah, the only problem I had is um, if you are a person with a lot of free time on your hands and you're able to complete a game pretty quickly after it's launched and you maybe move on to something else, then a title update comes out, adds more achievements to it, you may not want to go back to that game. Like, for instance, Dragon Age, Like if I were able to clear out all the achievements in Dragon Age and suddenly... A title update adds like six or seven new ones that I would have to start a brand new game, play another 112 hours to do. I'd be like, and if somebody went out and picked that game up today and they'd be easily incorporated into that playthrough, I could see that being like, yeah, I don't want to go back and do that and it might affect my completion. But at the end of the day, I I, I don't think I'm as invested in completions as many of the others are right. on the site. So I, I, I'm okay with how it shook down. That's, I think that's how I voted on it. Um, Dave, what are you, what are your thoughts here? I was very much not really fussed, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the way to be. <laughs> I, I, I can understand people, both sides of the argument, to be honest. I'd say I can understand if people get a game, trade it in, and a title update. I mean, like, talk about Attack the Titan for a long, that was, what, six months after the game released? Right. Yeah. And, um, like, luckily I was still playing through normally getting the achievements for, for the game, but some of them like some of them counted backwards, some of them didn't, you have to start again. So I can understand why people wouldn't want it. I can understand why people do want it. So I, right. I'm very much in the middle, I don't really mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just I always think like you can't draw these comparatives. That's what people think of it as a used car, think of it as a collector like you oh, can't yeah. get into that. But like yeah. I just I can't think of another type of collection where if something came out 20 years later, you'd go, oh, my collection's still complete because I don't want the thing that just came out now. Mm, that's a good point. So that, that, But obviously it's not the same because it's a different kind of relatability. Okay, here's, here's another metaphor that may be a little more apt. Um, Michelle, have you ever seen the movie Blade Runner? No. Damn it. I don't really watch a lot of um, movies. That's always an awful question. <laughs> okay, so um, Ridley Scott made the movie Blade Runner. It had a Harrison Ford in it. I right. think they shot it in between... Empire Strikes I've Back seen and the Return movie of the poster. Jedi. Right. <laughs> yeah, so there are like 17 different versions of that movie, like 17 different cuts. 
So if you saw the movie in the theater and enjoyed it, and then a new cut came out, would you feel obligated to have, watch that cut so that you could say you saw the movie? Well, no, but I wouldn't call it a completion. Yeah. I would say I didn't see everything, but I chose not okay. to do that. So I, I wouldn't call it, oh, but I, I completed the set. I saw the whole movie. I wouldn't ignore their existence because it didn't. I didn't want to deal with it. Other people who watch all 17 movies should say, I watched them all. I didn't. That's okay. I have no problem saying right. I only watched one out of 17. All right. We're going to fight later. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. We like to have fun here. All right. Let's move on to the uh, next uh, story. Uh, just this past week, um, actually it was a little more than a week ago, Microsoft had a presentation and talked about Xbox One and Windows 10 integration coming together. Uh, we have the story on the site. I know Bex put a lot of work into getting mm-hmm. this all together and making it as easy to understand as possible. But Microsoft is hoping to have some sort of handshake between the Xbox One and the Windows 10. Uh, they did tease cross-platform play again when it comes to, I think, Fable Legends. Right. Um, which I think was something they had back on the original 360 with Shadowrun. That was a game they aimed to do that with. But really, Microsoft is pushing some chips into the pot. Uh, one thing I did here was that you would be able to stream games from your 360 to a Windows 10 PC so that in the case like my home, my wife could watch television, which streams through our Xbox One, and I could perchance play a game on my PC with my Xbox controller. So I think that that could be cool. I could see myself yeah. doing that. Uh, yeah. Dave, you seem to be all on board with this. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um and it, don't forget to mention as well, it's free to upgrade yes. to Windows 10 if you want to 7, 8, and Windows Phone 8, is it? I think. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought a lot of what they showed was good. Like, I'm, I'm not against the cross-play between PC and Xbox One. My only concern was, say they did it with Halo or something like that, are people on the PC going to be able to play with mouse and keyboards? That's, I, I don't play oh, yeah. mouse and keyboard myself. Right. But it's supposed to be a lot more accurate and easier for shooters. Um, and then the only, the only slight concern, it doesn't really affect me because I'm not really that fussed, but um, I can understand if people get upset if, like, Fable is probably one of the big Xbox franchises. So if this is coming to PC now, don't, people don't really have a, a need to buy an Xbox One if we keep bringing all the big exclusives to the PC. I mean, that's the only one they've announced, so yeah. are we going to get... Because they've already done it with, like, Rise, that came to the PC, Dead Rising 3. So I think that's a bit of a worry when forward. Wasn't that a lot of the features look good? I don't know if that's a worry because there have been, you know, games for Windows Live forever. They've never been a significant chunk of the market share. Um, you know, console gamers like what console gamers like and PC gamers like what PC gamers like. And sometimes there's an intersection between the two. But for the most part, people seem pretty settled on one or the other. Because, once again, it's not new, like, I mean, Halo 2 came out on PC. It didn't cut into the Xbox originals market share or anything. So I, I don't I don't see that being as much an issue. Um, I mean, I looked at it, and it just looks like smart glass to me. Yeah. Like, if either of you is familiar with that or uses it currently, like, pretty much everything they're talking about is stuff I already do with smart glass. Like, I purchase stuff through smart glass. I, you know, I, I have, you know, controlled stuff on my Xbox via that before. Um, so it looks cool, but, um, I'm also not really good at this tech stuff. Like I'll get it when it comes out. I will resist it when it comes out because I don't like things being different. And then after a month, I'll talk about how amazing it is. So, uh, you know, I, I have, I have really steered clear of most of this news cause I'll just play with it when it's here. Awesome. Uh, 
Cool. So the next story um, I took a little particular interest in, uh, if only because I wrote an op-ed about it, but Bethesda has dropped the monthly subscription fee for Elder Scrolls Online, meaning that their upcoming console release is going to be buy the game and you can play it online um, without having to pay a $15 per month subscription fee. Now, they will have something called the um, uh, Premium, I believe, which is called ESO Plus, um, which will provide in-game bonuses, uh, in-game money, and bonuses that you can purchase monthly and access to all the DLC packs while you're a member. But I think this is a really smart and necessary move to take away this subscription fee from this because I just, I said it a million times in a million different places. I already pay a subscription fee for Xbox Live. I'm not going to pay an additional fee mm-hmm. to play a game. So Bethesda might have gotten themselves another player out of this at some point because I might, I'm more willing to look into it now. But I think that's big news for RPG fans and MMO fans that they're going to be able to dig into that. Even not RPG fans, because I would have, I, I, when it was announced, I thought, cool, I'll have a go at that. I'm, I'm not a fan of RPGs at all. But part of the reason is I, I mm-hmm. kind of get lost in them. <laughs> I just don't know what's happening. The world's too big, too much stuff to do. But I thought, you know, if I can play with somebody who knows what they're doing and point me in the right direction, that'd be brilliant. So I was up for playing it when they first announced it. And the, the, obviously the subscription put me off. But now it's gone. There's a chance I'll probably pick it up and just go through it with somebody and try and get into it. Try and understand cool. it properly. Well, I may be that person. We'll see, Dave. I don't, I don't think our time zones <laughs> yeah. connect very well, but who knows. Uh, no, last time we did it, I did up to about up to about seven oh, o'clock. Then. The three of us. Oh my god! That gosh. was a good day, though. That <laughs> was a good time. Yeah. I'll never forget John screaming at a berserker. Yeah, she turned around. <laughs> she turned around. <laughs> or no, what, was it a brumac or was it a berserker? I can't. Yeah, because oh, no, I was sitting there plugging away at it, and then it turned around, and I had to dive for cover. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, just for context, we were playing Gears of War three horde mode um, at, at something like. Midnight. Yeah, it was midnight Jay one a.m. But yeah, but it was quite early for Dave, and here's you know exhausted, delirious Dave who's carrying the team despite being exhausted and delirious, and and just we were we had a lambent. <laughs> no, was it a lambent? Yeah, it, but it was a bruma. It was something huge, trapped in the sandbar map, I think somehow, and then it just turned around, <laughs> and Jay had a complete freak out, and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I was tired. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, another announcement uh, that I, I'm not sure how much we were expecting it, but Gearbox announced that Borderlands: The Handsome Collection is going to be arriving on Xbox One on March 24th slash 27th, and that is going to include remakes of Borderlands 2 and Borderlands: The Pre-Sequel for the Xbox One, and they will include all of the goodness that has already been released. So it's basically Game of the Year edition of Borderlands 2, plus the Borderlands: The Pre-Sequel with all of the season pass content and some extra goodies. This would convince me to actually play Borderlands the pre-sequel. I didn't get it because it was on the Xbox 360 and not on the Xbox One. Um, how are you two feeling about this? Um, it, it, obviously, it's all about the marketing. I remember when uh, the pre-sequel came out, I think Gearbox made a point of, oh, we're putting this only on the 360. We just want to focus our development time and make sure that everything's going well here and now you know six months later it's oh by the way here's the one edition we said we weren't developing um but it's the right thing to do you get more people into the product and uh you know get borderlands to up and and all that um 
personally, I still haven't played Borderlands 2 after really loving Borderlands 1, so it's uh, something I will probably skip out on. But it's nice to see it come forward, and for people like yourself, Jay, who pretty much said, nope, I'm done, last generation is last generation, I'm moving on, it's going to give you an opportunity to interact with that game again. So it's it's a good move on their part. Yeah. Dave, are you going to jump into Borderlands on the Xbox One? Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed Borderlands 2. Um, I was the same as you. I didn't pick up the pre-sequel purely because they brought it out on the 360 and thought it was a bit of a daft move. But yeah, now it's coming on the uh, one. I'll definitely pick that up. And I know uh, in other Borderlands news, Gearbox has made, made a big push that they are hiring to work on the next Borderlands mm-hmm. game. So that has technically not been announced, but they've all we all know it's right. coming. And that's all definitely going to be on the Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, Next up, there was also a the February update for Xbox One. Uh, they announced that midway through January. New stuff coming to the Xbox One, including game hubs, uh, custom backgrounds, and tile transparency. They're doing a lot of updates with the TV. Uh, Netherlands is getting support for the One Guide. We're going to be able to see trending TV on the One Guide, and then additional countries are going to get the live TV trending support. Improved control of TVs. Uh, Trick play with the Xbox One digital TV tuner, uh, which is going to be in the UK, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain. And then live TV streaming on Windows Phone and Android devices in UK, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain. So, Michelle, Microsoft hates Americans and loves <laughs> Europeans. That's, that's, the, that's the, the underlying message there. Um, Dave, since a lot of this stuff is going to be more aimed towards your neck of the woods, is there anything jumping out here that uh, sounds interesting to you? Uh, no, the, the TV tuner, I know that's something that I don't use because personally I've got satellite, so I use the HDMI thing. But um, I, I quite would like the feature of doing you know, the streaming to the smart glass as well, but I think most people would. But I, I can't get that. It's purely if you've got that digital tuner thing. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would say, are, you, are either of you in the update thing? No, I'm not in the preview. So one of the big things they did this month, I think it was the top top of the list, was transparent Mm -hmm. tiles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, I I I just don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you've got no no option. You know you can put the background image now at the back Mm -hmm. of your home, on on your dashboard. If you've got an image set, it makes the tiles transparent, but not all the tiles, just some of them. And then if you but then if you take the, the image away, it puts them back to a solid colour. So it it just seems a bit I don't know, a bit pointless to me, but I'm sure people back it up. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really do much for me. The the one thing I did notice was they've made the achievement tiles smaller when you go into an actual game and you can go through all the achievements. Oh really? Huh. Rather than being like yeah, rather than I think I think it used to be two, like mm-hmm. one at the top, one at the bottom, now it's in threes and a lot smaller. That's, that's, that's a thing I know. Oh, interesting. The, the preview program. Yeah, I'm I'm in the preview program, but I don't. I tend to like defaults. So like my tiles are the same color and all that that they came out of the box. Um, so I probably won't yeah. play with that stuff. Um, and I know it's it's all to make everything look more in line. The um the Windows Phone has the transparent title tiles and whatnot also. Yeah. Um, I mean most of the update stuff for this update is TV related, and I I don't have cable of any sort so it doesn't re- i mean also it's in the it's in europe but um most of this update is is lost on me but as always it's good to see them continuing to support continuing to improve trying to figure out the next thing to to upgrade so you know it's it's good to see these things go hopefully one day i'll have some use for them and they'll be available here 
Yeah, the uh, the exciting news that is tangential to everything we're talking about is uh, the area where I live in North Carolina just got approved for Google Fiber. <laughs> so I'm very much looking forward to like ridiculous, super high speed internet and TV in the next year or so. And I really want to see how that impacts um, how I use my Xbox One. If I do more streaming stuff, if I download more things, since it's not going to take seven hours to download a game mm-hmm. with those speeds. So excited about that. Um, but I, as excited as I am about that, I don't think I am as excited as you have to be, Michelle, about the <laughs> next story, that Harmonix put out more Rock Band DLC, and then also had a survey about what you would mm-hmm. want to see out of the next Rock Band. So they uh, just released three songs, Arctic Monkeys, Are You Mine, Avenged Sevenfold, Shepherd of Fire, and Foo Fighters, Something from Nothing. But it was kind of like... You know, the Phoenix Rising from the Ashes, that there's a new Rock Band DLC, but uh, Michelle, you're, you're probably the biggest Rock Band person I, I know. Uh, <laughs> why, why don't you jump in here and just unleash your excitement? Um, well, you know, for the last year or so, they've been doing interviews with various publications. And of course, the question always comes up, is Rock Band 4 happening? And they always give that, you know, that line about, well, we'd love to if the opportunity presents itself. We've certainly not given up on Rock Band. And then clickbait sites go, they announced Rock Band 4, and you click on it and you get really disappointed because they didn't really say anything like that. Um, this was the first sign that something really may be happening. Um, you know, as you said, the DLC obviously means that, that that wheel is still turning. All the songs are, have, I think all the songs have been released since they stopped releasing DLCs. This isn't like they had some random track from, I mean, Foo Fighters has so many tracks on Rock Band, but not that they had one random track that they had licensed and kind of dusted it off and said, oh, you know, we paid the money for it. Let's get it out on the service. So these are things they obviously have gotten, you know, they're working on again. And not that Harmonix ever stopped. They're still supporting Dan Central. They're still supporting Disney Fantasia. But these are obviously coded for and licensed for Rock Band. Um, But then that survey they released. So, um, did either of you actually look at that survey? Yeah, I filled it out. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah. Okay, so this sur- they've run surveys like this before, but they asked questions in this one that were more pointed. So say you're buying Rock Band, but let's assume that the instruments are cross-compatible. They've never included that caveat before. Yeah. So, and and from just reading different forum posts and all, it seemed like that was the biggest hesitation is, we understand that if we're releasing a new Rock Band, we can't expect people to buy $200 in peripherals as well. So we have to figure out how to make Rock Band work in a way that won't overwhelm the pocketbooks of people who just spent $500 on a console. Yeah. Now, Um, unfortunately for me, like when we moved down to North Carolina, we went from like a three-bedroom house to a two-bedroom apartment. I got rid of all my Rock mm -hmm. Band equipment. Um, I gave it away to somebody else who had a 360, and I gave them my copy of Rock Band 3 because I'm like, I'm not going to play this. I haven't played it in in months, maybe even years. Right. Uh, but right. I, I really think that they have to do that. They have to include some kind of an adapter that can plug into that mini HDMI port into the one that could support mm-hmm. those instruments. Because if they have to bundle in instruments again, I couldn't. I don't think retailers would carry it because that's so much retail space that they have to dedicate to those. Right. And, and I mean, they were really not so much the rock band stuff, but the Guitar Hero stuff. Because they kept the, there's the Aerosmith right. guitar and there's the Guitar Hero 5 guitar and there's... Rock Band was a little less overwhelming with that. But even with pro guitars, toward the end of the big music genre days, they were fire sailing that stuff. I think I got my Rock Band pro guitar for like $25 bundled with Rock Band 3 and with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers DLC. 
Like they, they just, they needed them out of these warehouses because they, they took up space. Um, but all those things made it seem like this is more real. Like they're actually going to announce something instead of keeping to just say the, the line or just continuing to say that same line with we'd love to, but we really can't. And it seems like a good time for harmonics because to my knowledge, they're not, you know, they haven't announced that they're working on a new Dance Central. I know they're working on a new Amplitude for PlayStation, but I don't think they have any of those other real big projects that they've announced they're working on. Although like all companies were currently working on things. I don't know. I'm excited. I hope they make it work and it would just be so much fun to jump back in and, and do that again. Cause I think almost anyone who's played rock band misses rock band, but we don't want to drag out everything we used three years ago to right. play it anymore with the same old content. They haven't got the competition either. I think guitar hero isn't. Yeah. Activision's done with that. that we know of. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's what the problem was the, the, between like if you played rock band you probably played guitar hero yeah. at some point right. as well. Well, Activision became right on the yearly cycle. They treated it like a Call yeah. of Duty. There was a new guitar hero every year. When was like, when was guitar? Uh, sorry, rock band three. How long ago was that? Uh, two thousand. I don't know. I'm gonna look real quick. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a while. while. So it, it's definitely. I can see that if it, if they brought one out, I think. It's, yeah, uh, I'm sure it would sell. But I don't know if it's going to be the craze that it just was. Whether they can get the instruments in. Okay. okay, 2010. You know, though, I don't know because in I have my first big exposure to Xbox 360 and playing online was Rock Band, and uh, quite a few people that I played with at that time they don't they didn't get Xbox Ones. They they're casual players. They enjoyed Rock Band. Maybe they played the occasional like sports game or Call of Duty title or something like that. But they definitely typically did not play and many of them reached out to me that i haven't spoken to in years did you see this rock band news you know this is the thing that might finally get me to get an xbox one but a lot of them also didn't really get rock band three they kind of just stopped at rock band two because they were satisfied at that point with the content so it's for them it's been nearly seven years i didn't get rock band three purely because it meant another instrument because they didn't mm-hmm. get the keyboard then didn't yes Yep. And then I can't, was the achievement to do with the pro guitar? I can't remember. Yes, there were pro guitar achievements. There were uh, additional drum achievements that you needed the cymbals for, I think. Yeah, so by that time I was like, well, I've, I've got all this stuff here sat there already. I'm not buying more. That was my reason I didn't go into Rock Band 3. Right. I think, too, this, like, for my age group, Rock Band became very popular when I was in college. Right. So now I'm a little older. I have a little more expendable income. Like I may be likely to reinvest in it because it was a great time in college. And now I have a different group of friends that I've made as I've gotten a little older and settled in a career that I'd love to have come around and do that again. So it sounds like everybody's on board for some more rock band. (laughs) Um, Another thing, some people might not be as on board about this. uh, And it's I think it's specifically because of the timing. But late in December, 343 announced the pre-order info for Halo 5 Guardians. And this was timed around the beta. But if you remember, around the end of December was when Halo, the Master Chief Collection, was pretty broken online. Right. Uh, so they announced three different editions for the game. Uh, Standard edition for fifty nine ninety nine, uh, which is just the game. And if you pre-order, you get a poster. Uh, there's a limited edition for $99.99, which has all of that, plus digital content, uh, an exclusive item, or wait, digital content to enhance Spartan content and exclusive items, 
including a steelbook. So it's all in a steelbook. And then there's a limited collector's edition for $249.99, which is over half the cost of an Xbox One, um, <laughs> which has everything the limited edition has, as well as content, or as well as additional content, like a commemorative numbered statue. But that's all they said. <laughs> no more details on what that's going to include. But you can buy them right now. You can pre-order all of these without knowing what's in them right now. <laughs> uh, so I think this is this is just kind of weird slash bad timing to make this announcement because anyone who's a Halo fan knows that there's going to be multiple editions coming. You can probably guess the prices for those. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed there's not like a, a seventy or eighty dollar mm-hmm. edition that is more digital focused. Um, but I think about what I paid for my Destiny special edition pre-order, and that has scared me away from buying <laughs> pre-order stuff, pre-order limited editions, uh, unless it, I'm like totally all in on the developer. Um, so, Michelle, you're a pretty big Halo person. Mm-hmm. Which of these do you plan on picking up uh, when it's released in the fall? I plan on waiting and seeing what they mean by digital content. If it includes the season pass, for example, and some other stuff that I would wind up buying anyway, I'll probably get the limited edition. But if they're talking about just like, here's, you know, experience towards the multiplayer, because they seem to have built in a system like that now. Um, no, thanks. I'll just play it. So I'm, I'm really going to just wait and see what they say. So depending on the digital content, I'll go as high as the limited edition, but I'm not spending 250 on the collector's edition. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I would spend 250 on it. I know I'm probably the biggest Bioshock fan ever. And even I was like, I'm not going to spend a hundred and some odd dollars to get the, uh, songbird edition of infinite. I, I went with the one just lower than that. Uh, Dave, I think you're a pretty big Halo guy too, right? No, <laughs> not really. You're not. No, no, no. Well, no, then forget no. it. No, you're you're Call of you're Gears and Call of Duty, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I have no information on either of those, Dave. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I don't. Sorry. I just don't understand the whole collector's edition mindset of buying them. To be honest, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I can understand. I can kind of get, you know, like you get a statue or something like that and yeah. you collect that kind of thing. That's cool. But a lot of the digital stuff, like it comes out, it's like, here's a pink hat with your character in game for an extra five pounds. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, collector's editions, no. They used to be very different. Like, collector's editions used to be about having cool game knickknacks. Like, yeah, like the, the, the Fallout and things like right. that. I understand that. The Fallout one had a bobblehead doll. Going way back, Earthbound came with a t-shirt and a strategy guide. They used to have physical things that were just kind of cool keepsakes to have around. Now it's almost all digital. So, like, I used to be huge into collector's editions. I would get... I have the Gears of War 3 epic edition with the statue and all that. And at some point, I'm like, alright, I could have bought a new console. And now I have a statue that I still haven't taken out of the box. I'm done. So... They, they've changed. The collector's editions are just, it's mostly about, are you getting the season pass or not? Yeah, I, I'm i pretty turned on by the idea of, like, steelbooks. I like steelbooks, although, devil's advocate, I'm about ready to get, like, a CD, like, binder thing to put all my Xbox 360 games in so I can get rid of the cases. Uh, the only ones I'll be keeping are the steelbooks. Oh. Um, <laughs> that, that hurts. I can't imagine taking them out of the cases. That's just, it's weird. But I still have my Super Nintendo boxes. So. But I, if you put them in like one of those compact disc-like binders that has the protective sleeves in it, it's just going to save so much space doing that. that. That's the only reason I'm doing it. 
but I'm in the same boat. Like, I, I will get a couple collector's editions. Like, I think my wife got me Batman Arkham City collector's edition for Christmas a couple years ago. And it had a Batman statue on it. And that Batman statue is on my desk at work. Um, but more than that, like, what I've done recently is um, I'll get the regular editions of the game. And then I may see, like, cool tchotchke stuff, like, at Target. Like, I bought a, like, Halo action figure that I thought was cool looking. And I just set that on my desk instead of paying $250 for whatever limited edition statue mm-hmm. they have. Um, I think I've got, like, a, a statue slash action figure of Thane from Mass Effect 2 that I got for Christmas one year that's, like, chilling out on my desk. Um, but yeah, I just, I can't justify spending that much money on extra stuff in a game anymore. I just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of turning off the whole pre-ordering and season pass model anyway pre-ordering uh, Unity and it was broke <laughs> it's just like it's, it's got to be the only industry I know where you pay for something without knowing what it is yeah, my rule yeah. of thumb at this point has been if I'm buying a game for $60 I have to know I'm going to play it a lot in that first month like I just I got so tired of buying a game new playing it for an hour Assassin's Creed 3 it's all your fault <laughs> I bought that collector's edition played it for an hour and then oh, never God. went back um like I just, it's got to be worth the 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 time, but the value of the time that you're putting into it, and I, something like Halo Five, I know I'm going to play, and I know I'm going to play a lot, even if I don't like the game itself, I'll be dragged along by co-op partners and multiplayer and all that. So that I know will be worth it. So at the very basic, the sixty dollars to invest in is fine, but um, anything more than that's really going to depend on what's bundled, and definitely not. 250 for a statue yeah the, the only games i'm pre-ordering anymore are games that have a history with the developer and the franchise so like i'll pre-order mass effect and i may kick them extra money for a collector's edition just because i really like them and i want to give them money uh, but i'll probably pre-order the new gears of war whenever that's announced but i mean i know they're not going to run out of halos if i walked in the day of release and picked up a halo it's i don't know just my two cents mm-hmm. um Things that cost significantly more than two cents, though, is the Telltale Games Collection, which was announced (laughs) uh, near the end of December, and it's a bundle package, all digital, it's only digital, and it includes pretty much everything Telltale has made for consoles. So it's got Walking Dead Season 1 and 2, The Wolf Among Us, and is going to include the season passes of Tales from the Borderlands and Game of Thrones. Uh, these are all on the Xbox One, and if you had to guess, I think you both know, how much do you think this pack costs? If you just had to guess, what do you think they would be charging for Season 1 and 2 of The Walking Dead, The Wolf Among Us, and Season Passes for their two ongoing series, Tales from Borderlands, Game of Thrones? I mean, pounds, so about 60 pounds, I yeah, I honestly don't even know. Okay. And and I guess we'll get into this in a second. I don't know because these games have been discounted and on sale so much. I honestly can't tell you what their actual value is without a discount or a sale. All right. I just pulled up the page uh, on Xbox Live. They are charging $109.99 or £69.99 for those games, which is a lot. Especially because, Michelle, you mentioned these games frequently go on sale Especially if a season is complete, they'll typically go on like a mm-hmm. super sale where you can get an entire season for like 10 or 15 bucks. Now, if you're paying full price for all of these seasons, paying that package rate is going to save you 20 bucks over what you would buy them individually. But I, 
it costs them nothing to put out right. this packet. Yeah. It, it costs them nothing to make this collection. They're not they're not bundle they're not putting it on right. retail shelves. They don't have to worry about boxing or anything like that. This is just a lump deal. But who's gonna buy this? That that that's kind of my thinking. Like if you're gonna jump in and spend this much money, you have to know that you like these games. But to know that you like these games, you probably have to have had played them. So the only market that I can see for these are people who might have played Season 1 and 2 of The Walking Dead on their 360 for, like, super cheap and liked it and want to buy more. But even then, I'm like, who's going to well, spend 110 bucks? on Also, um, I'm just checking to make sure, but within the first week or the first month of it being out it was on sale for 55 dollars yes it was on sale immediately yeah so and uh, sasha morning actually made a point about this like he's like and i I don't want to put words in his mouth but i believe he said something to the effect of why would i keep buying these at launch because i just get punished for buying them at launch why am i buying them for full price and then you immediately discount this it wasn't even it hadn't even been out a month and it was immediately discounted to 55 dollars how many i think it was immediately like they announced it they announced the price and then it immediately went on right. sale like the day of went on sale and Joe, the, the worst thing about it is that the game of thrones and borderlands aren't even complete so that you if you bought the season pass for them how much is it like an individual series of that? i think 20, 20 bucks or yeah. something like that I think you have so to buy the first. You, you've just bought you have to buy the too. first episode, which is five, and then the season passes the next four for twenty. So I think it's twenty-five altogether for it. So it's, it's within what, like a few weeks of them games yep. coming out, they, they put them in a bundle and then discounted it for not much more for an extra three games. I think that's a bit of a kick in yeah. the teeth, to be honest. Yeah. Right, and like Jay was saying, it doesn't. If this included the Back to the Future series they did, that I think was only ever on PC, maybe it was on PlayStation, and it, you could only get it via buying this bundle. Yeah. Okay. There's there's something there. There's a reason. But I, I don't I don't know why people like they're great games and that's fine. But like I feel like they're shooting themselves in the, the foot a bit here. Like why would you buy their games at launch anymore? Like I think I bought the first Walking I got the first episode of the first Walking Dead for free and then bought the whole rest of the season for like five dollars during a sale. I, I've I've never paid twenty five dollars for the the content in any of their stuff. Now Devil's Advocate. I know this is more applying to Dave and I. Dave, are you going to immediately get episode two of Game of Thrones this week? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> me too. Like it, it's kind of like a page-turning novel in that respect, where you, you want it like right now. Um, right. You probably bought the season pass already and all that. Well, yeah. right? Because isn't that available? I, I'm expecting review copy, but if I didn't, if I wasn't expecting review copy, I, I would totally be buying the season pass of this right now. I guess, too, like, I'm not a TV watcher, so that that whole sense, like, every time I watch a television show, so, like, I've watched The Walking Dead all on Netflix, so yes, I'm a half season behind now, but I can't imagine waiting week to week. I like knowing that they're all out already, and I can just watch them at the pace I want to watch them at, so I have no problem waiting for an episodic thing to be done. Like, if I was going to buy Resident Evil Revelations 2, I'll wait to March and get the discs, so I could just play them all when I'm ready to play them, not wait from week to week. So, but I just, I feel like, Maybe they're coming off that a little bit, but especially with the first two Walking Deads, they were on sale all the time. So if you spend twenty five dollars, it's like why? I think that's what I'm going to do going forward. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know what I'm going to end up doing the Game of Thrones, and I know I'm going to end up getting Borderlands every time they come out. But uh, going forward, I'm just going to wait. It's like you're getting punished within the same month that you bought them. Yeah, <laughs> right. For doing it, and right, you certainly don't want to like 
you don't want to hurt a developer's bottom line. And and like Telltale has always been good to TA. They give us codes Absolutely. and whatnot They're to great. review. Um, they're fantastic, but it's, it's not like, and I'm not an early adopter of these things, but I'm seeing people who are early adopters who are just there. That's it. Hands up. I'm done. I'm I'm not going to do this anymore. When I know that the person who waited a month gets it, not just for like 10% off significantly, significantly cheaper. I think maybe it factors into spoiler culture a little bit in that these games, they are so narrative focused. They're more like a choose your own adventure book than a game. And it, you always run the risk of somebody spoiling it for you. Um, so that, I mean, that's the only devil's advocate to that situation. But yeah, in general, I, I see a lot behind, I, I see a lot of those points. Well, we've already danced around a little bit, but let's, uh, let's start to wrap up, take a look ahead at February's game releases. Um, coming this week, we have SpongeBob Hero Pants on the 3rd. Uh, that's going to be on the 360. And then Dave and I are very excited. Uh, episode 2 of Game of Thrones, The Lost Lords, comes out on Wednesday the 4th. Uh, and that's it for this week. But moving ahead to next week, we have our next big game release. Uh, we have Evolve coming out on Tuesday the 10th. Uh, we will have an achievement preview spotlight for that up on the 9th. We also have The Escapists coming out on Friday the 13th. Ooh. <laughs> um, the week after, we have Dragon Ball Xenoverse on both the 360 and the 1, as well as Dead or Alive 5 Last Round uh, on both platforms. Wednesday the 18th has Blue Estate being released on the Xbox One, as well as the first episode of Resident Evil Revelations 2 on the 360. Uh, the following week, on the 25th, you will get Resident Evil Revelations 2, the first episode of it, on the Xbox One. And then Friday the 27th, Numa, The Breath of Life, comes out on the Xbox One. And since we do tend to run a little bit behind, let's jump ahead into the first little bit of March. Uh, the first week of March, on the 3rd, we have Scream Ride coming out on the 1 and the 360. And the week after that, on the 11th, is Ori and the Blind Forest, which Microsoft has been pumping a lot into um, as far as showing it off at shows. Uh, the week after that, we have some big releases, though. Project Cars is set to come out on Xbox One. Battlefield Hardline, uh, which just had a beta launch. Its beta is launching this week, so make sure you get on that if you're interested. It is an open beta, uh, but its full release comes out on Tuesday, March 17th on both platforms. Final Fantasy Type-O comes out on the one on March or on March 17th. Bladestorm Nightmare uh, as well on the 17th. And DMC Devil May Cry Definitive Edition for the Xbox One, the 17th. And then finally, on Friday the 20th of March, Ride comes out on the 360 and the 1. And we should have uh, another podcast to record before the next time there, hopefully. Uh, Looking into Games with Gold, February, uh, your Xbox One game is iDARB, which Dave absolutely loves. So make sure you download iDARB. It is available now. As well as on the 360 Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which was... A very, very interesting game from Starbreeze. Um, I would highly recommend checking that out. Mm-hmm. You can download that for free until the 15th. And then Sniper Elite V2 uh, runs from the 16th till the end of our short month of February. Uh, but I think that's about it. Uh, what, are you guys uh, looking ahead to those releases, going to be picking up anything in particular? I'm going to get Evolve, I think. And probably Battlefield, that's for me. I've heard mixed things on Evolve, so yep. I think I'm going to hold off on it until more definitive reviews come out, but I, I feel that. We're talking about Evolve, actually, before we started recording, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely 
turned off by the whole they've already announced $45 worth of DLC, yeah. and it doesn't seem like real substantial DLC. It's here's an extra hunter, here's an extra monster. Before they've even released the game, um, you know, it seems like it should be fun with other people, but that I'm going to wait on for sure. I mean, for the rest of the time, time we spoke about, like... I don't know if there's uh, Ori is at the one game out of that bunch that I definitely want to take a look at and see how it does. Um, but I'm an easy mark for those mm -hmm. 2D platforming type games. Um, and I, I think it's interesting. Like none of us are the kind of folks who are into like Dragon Ball right. Xenoverse. Um, but I, I wrote one of the stories about it earlier this month. So I was kind of just, you know, the way it works for us, we write a story and it automatically shows up in our threads. So you can see. And honestly, if you've ever actually looked, and to his credit, Treasy always takes these articles on Dragon Ball Xenoverse and on Naruto Shippuden and all that. He's always writing those and always banging those out. Uh, and it's tough for us because I don't think anyone on our staff is actually really into those. And there's always a lot of information. But that's really highly anticipated. And it would surprise me if you just asked me. But like just looking at the responses on there, on the shares that story got on my feed, like people are really looking forward to that. So I hope that that's a, a good one for those of you who are looking forward to that later this yeah. month. Uh, Michelle, are, are you going to be picking up anything in the next uh, four to six weeks? Um, Probably Ori. Uh, you know, it'll obviously depend on how I feel then. Um, for the, uh, I already downloaded it draws a red box, IDARB. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it stands for. Um, and I was looking at the achievement list and some of the stuff sounds really have you played much of it yet, Dave? Or yeah, finished it. Yeah. Oh, you finished it. So there's some achievement there with like going to Twitch and integrating your Twitch yeah. and using a hashtag achievements or something. Like, was that? It, it sounds kind of complicated reading it from the outside, but the the achievement, the solution author, I think it was Carnage, said like it was one of the most fun and interesting achievements he's seen because of the use of integration. Like, did you find that too? Yeah, it's basically an option you can put in your. I think Twitter's included as well, but I know definitely Twitch. You, can, you just kind of put in your Twitch ID, or you could do, if you haven't got a Twitch account, you could put in my Twitch ID, anybody's Twitch mm -hmm. channel, really. Then just jump in the comments and you just do like a hashtag achievement. I think yeah. It is. And that's it, done. And I don't know how it picks it up, but yeah, somehow it picks it up and you unlock the achievement in the game. That's cool. Um, what, what Can you describe it at all since people are going to be downloading this? I can't figure it out just from looking at it. Okay, um, it's kind of like um, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like imagine you've got like a, a pitch, like a, a soccer pitch, okay. Americans, right? And you've got your goals either side, but it's on like a like platforms, like two D kind of platformer. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a ball in the middle, and you're all it's three on three gameplay, and you're all jumping around really quick. You can tackle each other. You can pass the ball. And it's just like basically to score the most goals like any kind of game like that. But it's really crazy because it's all up and down platforms and people are dropping down your head and tackling you. And it's really, really fast play. And then it's all done in um, like uh, pixel sprites. So you can go in and design your own character. Mm -hmm. And then if you do... So people are going in making like Mario and Zelda and Transformers and things like that. Oh, and when cool. you make it, it puts up a little QR code at the side that you can share on Twitter and Facebook. So you can then print that off and scan it into your own game. So people can be swapping characters and songs. You do like a little 
keyboard in there so you can make a little like eight bit music and things like that is it but what it is there's so much involved in it and it's like even like a, a oh very cool like a betting thing there's like pretend games going on and you can just sit and pick which team you want to think is going to win and bet like pen money on it and things there's so much in it and, it, and it's quick thousand as well which is going to be probably the best thing for that team nice <laughs> very yeah, cool. i don't nothing off this list is jumping out at me aside from uh game of thrones this week i, I may circle around to evolve at some point and then uh, March, uh, I may do the the handsome collection of Borderlands two at some point. But I'm pretty happy. I played the games I got for Christmas for a while, so I'm excited to to do that and get go. some writing done and uh, move forward from there. So, all right. Any uh, any closing thoughts from either of you before we get out of here and enjoy the rest of our Sundays? I would like to thank Dave for joining us again on short notice. He's he's always. Excellent that way. Like last time he sat in for me, this time with Rich, it was that day, that morning, and he's driving from wherever he's driving from. Okay, I'll be there, guys. So thank you very much for sitting in again and joining us. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thanks for having me, and I'll see you next month when Jonathan isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will always be here. <laughs> always. Maybe it's time to go back up to a, a four seat format like we did back in the Dog of Thunder days. Hmm, maybe. We'll see. We'll Something see. to consider. Well, if, if people listen and they, they like that idea, they could let us know in the comments. Well, Dave has said on Twitter that he has a fan club. So yeah. Oh, yeah? You do? We got, we got an awesome comment before when <laughs> Jay said he'd he come in. <laughs> um, the one thing that I want to say before we get out of here is uh, best wishes to the staff members at Joystick mm. um, who yeah, got absolutely. shuttered. Um, I know Rich tweeted it out, but... Um, Joystick mentioned us in uh, a story at one point a couple of years ago, and we got so many new signups and so much traffic off of it that it crashed the site. Um, yeah. So yeah. Joystick. That was t- 2009 already? Was, yeah. Whew, um, long time ago. Best wishes to all of them. There, there's a really talented crew uh, of writers and reporters mm-hmm. there, and hopefully they'll all uh, land on their feet at new gigs. So best wishes to all Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. All right. And also, well, I remember there's a staff member who's left us this month, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's studying turtles in South Africa, right? <laughs> Something like yes. that. Yes, Dravik. Yeah. yeah. But he's done so um, much for TA over the years, done so many different positions on staff, and I know a lot of people just have seen going. Yeah, right. and we do have to thank him for everything he's done yep. for the site over the last, I mean, he's been there since 2010 i think so for four years he's been in and around staff and it's it's not easy he was a mod i think for most of it moderation is not easy on any site especially <laughs> yeah. a site that's grown as much as ta has over that time um so yeah definitely good call thanks him thanks to him for his work on the site over yeah. those years and good luck with uh with your studies and what's whatever else is going on going forward <laughs> <laughs> all right gang well let's get out of here i got an apartment to clean and food to finish preparing and a gym to go to so uh on behalf of dave and michelle i am jonathan wishing you a happy february enjoy your super bowls enjoy your game launches and enjoy the rest of your month 